0: Welcome to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. I'm Tim Lance. At our top story this hour, Martin Luther King Jr.'s memory honored today by the Scanner newspaper with its 36th annual event. KXL's Rosemary Reynolds says a familiar name in the news was put in the spotlight. Most of us would remember Teresa Rayford as the woman behind Don't Shoot Portland. She was given the Frontline Soldier for the Drum Major for Justice Award. Every time I would speak to my grandparents about, you know, our opportunities and racism and discrimination, things like that, they'd say, baby, this is what you need to understand. If you see something that's wrong in the world, it's up to you to do something about it. You don't wait for somebody to tell you what to do. You always do what is right. A number of scholarships were awarded today by the Scanner Foundation and generous donors to students studying medicine, technology, science, and math. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. Also this afternoon, the Pierce County Washington Sheriff's Office says a deputy shot and killed someone during a traffic stop on Sunday night. Now, according to a statement, when the deputy pulled that car over, somebody in the back seat had a gun. Two others who were in the car and the deputy not hurt. The shooting is now, though, under investigation. Scientists are looking at what they say is powerful evidence for how fast Omicron is spreading in Oregon. KXL's Annette Newell has more. Oregon researchers are tracking COVID and its variants, including Omicron, in wastewater from 40 plants across the state. As can be expected, the virus concentrations in wastewater across the state have been rising with the spread of Omicron. And Omicron picked up fast. We first detected Omicron in wastewater in mid-December, and it was initially in about 16 communities, and by the end of December, it's up to 22 communities. That's Oregon State University Associate Professor of Environmental Engineering Tyler Radnicki explaining what this kind of surveillance reveals about the variants' rapid spread in Oregon. Omicron was the dominant strain in, in just a handful of communities, but it keeps growing each week as we continue the sequence. He expects the trend will continue. Annette Newell, FM News 101. A man is wanted for three armed robberies in Clackamas County that happened on Saturday night. The suspect walked up to the window of two coffee stands in Oregon City, showed a gun to baristas, and demanded cash. Police say he robbed a third coffee shop in Milano that same night. The suspect was wearing a motorcycle helmet, but his picture is posted at KXL.com. Police also say a vehicle going the wrong way on Interstate 5 in southwest Portland hit a semi-truck head-on, and that shut down the freeway northbound near Terwilliger for several hours this morning. Two people pinned inside the wreckage were eventually taken to the hospital. Their vehicle was headed southbound in the northbound lanes for about three miles before the collision with the semi, and investigators say alcohol may have been involved. It's 4.06 now on FM News 101 KXL. The state of Oregon is entering into a new era in Salem. KXL's Brett Recamp reports on the changing of the guard for the most powerful lawmaker in the house. For nearly a decade, the person with the gavel in the State House has been Tina Kotek. She's running for governor and gave up her seat. So Dr. Jim Moore from Pacific University says things are changing. Yeah, yesterday the Democrats uh, voted in their caucus, a secret vote, that Dan Rayfield from Corvallis would be their nominee to be Speaker of the House. Dan Rayfield has headed up the Ways and Means Committee, the main budget writing committee, for the last several years. So he's really versed in how the legislature works. Dr. Moore says Rayfield from District 16 in Corvallis is considered a progressive, but is trusted by many Republicans for being more of a fiscal conservative. After a short legislative session in February, Jim says this time next year, Oregon will have a whole new legislative map, and that's when we'll find out a lot about our new speaker. Rhett Recamp, FM News 101. Researchers say this past weekend's tsunami warning on the Oregon coast caused some confusion and frustration for them. KXL's John Eric Smith explains. Because it was caused by a volcanic eruption and not an earthquake, there was no magnitude to report. So when the U.S. tsunami warning system issued the alert, it included the number... But Oregon Live reports that number was confusing to a lot of local researchers who know there's no way a 0.1 quake could cause a tsunami. The uniqueness of the volcanic tsunami also left officials unsure of how long it would last and how quickly it would arrive. One thing researchers are saying, the crowds of onlookers reported at the Oregon coast on Saturday means too many people ignored the warning. John Eric Smith, FM News 101. I'm Tim Lance. This is Portland's Afternoon News, and right now it's 410 on FM News 101. KXL, coming up at 416, a controversial call in an NFL playoff game over the weekend. The result of the play is touchdown. Touchdown! And you're going to hear why that call will likely cost an officiating crew a chance to keep working in the NFL postseason. Then it's the five things you need to know today at 419. What the family of MLK wants to see happen in honor of the civil rights leader. That comes in at number one on the list. Stay connected to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. Welcome back to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. Glad to have you here with us. Thanks for spending a part of your MLK day with us on Portland's Afternoon News. I'm Tim Lance. A lot of playoff football over the weekend, but what might be getting more attention than anything else, at least at this point, is an inadvertent, oh, inadvertent I should say, whistle on a touchdown throw during that Bengals Raiders game. Here's what it sounded like on NBC TV five in the pattern burrow tries to keep it alive scrambles throws it back to the end zone but was he out of bounds first or is it a touchdown i think he was out of bounds they're discussing it caught in the back by boyd conversation on the sideline here for the moment no signal yet jerome boger the referee is over here on the sideline as they are in conversation was he out when he threw the result of the play is touchdown And it certainly will get closer inspection. All right, so you can bet Raiders fans still aren't happy with that call and think the play probably shouldn't have counted because the whistle was blown early. Referee Jerome Boger, who you heard there in that clip, uh, and the entire officiating crew actually huddled up and wrongly decided that the whistle was blown after the catch had been made in the end zone. Wasn't the case. It was pretty clear, too, when you looked at the video. And since officials are advanced to future playoff games based on how the league rates their performance, it's looking like that crew will not be working any more playoff games uh, this season. And they certainly aren't going to be considered for the Super Bowl. Time now for the five things you need to know today. Brought to you by Mayton Real Estate. Luxury service, exceptional results. Mayton Real Estate. Number five. Stamp collectors are getting a preview of the new releases for 2022 from the United States Postal Service today. Seven stamps were unveiled and will be available, they say, in the coming weeks. They include images of African daisies, floral geometry, American flags on barns, and a tribute to mariachi music. Number If you want to take a trip to Hawaii, you likely are going to need proof of a COVID booster shot soon. The governor's office there is exploring the possibility of requiring the extra dose for anybody coming to the islands. Currently, only Americans are allowed to travel to Hawaii, with a few exceptions for international travelers. Number three. Speaking of traveling, it's not going smoothly today for a lot of people. Almost 4,000 flights within, into, or out of the U.S. have been delayed or canceled. Canceled So far today, the nation's biggest trouble spot is Charlotte, North Carolina, where 30% of flights have been canceled. By the way, North Carolina is one of the top states for power outages today. Number two, a rabbi held captive by a gunman in a Dallas area synagogue over the weekend says throwing a chair at the suspect helped him and other hostages escape. They were held for 10 hours during a standoff on Saturday. The British suspect was killed in the end. And finally, number number one. The family of Martin Luther King Jr. is calling on senators now to honor his legacy by passing voting rights legislation. MLK's granddaughter, Yolanda Renee King, says the right to vote is under attack. That's why my family has spent this Martin Luther King Jr. weekend mobilizing. To demand the president and Senate get voting rights legislation done. The 13 year old says she's seen voting rights weaken since she was born. And those are the five things that you need to know today.